what's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are you on a Monday? Happy Valentine's Day. How'd you enjoy that? Did you, did you enjoy Super Bowl 56? How'd you do this weekend? Did you end up? That's a question, right? All those bets, all those props, all those over-unders. How'd you end up? Did you enjoy the game? What'd you think? It was a great weekend. I liked it. I loved it. I have fun. As a lot of you know, I went to Las Vegas for uh, the Super Bowl, as I do every year. Great group of people we go with. Always fun to catch up with everyone and, yeah, obviously end things off with the Super Bowl. So, like I said, uh, every Monday we recap our picks over the weekend. So today we'll recap the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's been what we've been talking about for, what, week and a half, two weeks, nothing but that game. So we'll recap our prop bets, our picks, my uh, takeaway and uh, reaction from the game. And uh, we'll get into all of that and more. Special thanks to Thrive Fantasy, online thrivefantasy.com. Such a fun way to approach betting sports and a bit of a different, uh, something we're not as used to. So Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. So if you've ever heard of DFS or Daily Fantasy Sports, DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, you know, they were kind of the first ones to get this going. But what Thrive Fantasy has done is taken an already great idea, DFS, and just made it for player props. So it's the same idea. You're building a lineup from given, and I think it's 20 available players for each uh, contest. You pick 10 of 20 players. That's your lineup. All over-unders, player props. It's so much fun. So check them out online, thrivefantasy.com. And uh, when you're signing up, use promo code SBD for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks, And that'll give you a couple free entries into some contests. Online, thrivefantasy.com, promo code SBD. All right, so as I said, uh, Mondays, take a look back at the weekend and our picks. We did pretty well for the Super Bowl. Now I have seven prop bets to go over, and I've got my major market bets to go over. The first one I want to well, talk about is the major market bets. That's what a lot of us had, whether it was Rams spread, Rams money line. And by the way, when I say major market bets, I'm referring to the spread and the over-under, the big bets that a lot of people place, not necessarily a lot of the derivatives or prop bets. So... Our, our opinion and, and my take on the Super Bowl was that the Rams' money line, about minus 175 at the time of the show, was the play that I was going with. And the reason is, as we've talked about several times this past week and before, the money line and spread move independent of one another, right? It's like, a, like the uh, eyes of a chameleon or, <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, uh, the, the money line and spread often open up the same price, but then they'll move. And what, what that means is, if you get a team that's minus three and a half, the typical money line that you'll find with three and a half is about minus 160, maybe minus 165. So that's our parameter. That's our guiding kind of baseline for anything in the future. So if we know we see a team open up minus three and a half, but the spread or the money line, excuse me, is not minus 165, but minus 175, well, maybe that mon- minus 175 is a little expensive, and maybe the other team who they're playing has a bit of a, a less expensive, more valuable line based on the idea that money's come in and the money line has moved and the spread hasn't moved. The only reason I liked the money line last week is because it had gotten so cheap early in the week, and I felt like it would get cheaper and cheaper as we got through Sunday and approached the kickoff to the game. Now, as some of you may have seen, the money splits were pretty close to as we predicted. About 75, 80% of the money was bet on the Rams spread. Okay. And about 
50-50, maybe about 55% of the money coming out of the Bengals was put on the money line. And the reason why that is, uh, you know, people, the average better, which public money drives the Super Bowl prices pretty much unlike any other game during the year. That's why it's so funny to hear ESPN, Fox Sports, you know, different radio shows talk about the public money and where the public money's at. It's like most of the time, public money is completely irrelevant. But a couple times a year, like the Super Bowl, public money will have a pretty pretty big influence on what the prices are. So as we move through Sunday, and actually one of my uh, buddies who was at our Super Bowl party kind of came up and said this, you know, look at all the money right now on Rams. And, you know, upon a little further investigation, that was correct. It was just on the Rams spread and money was coming in on the Bengals money line. And the reason this is when you get so many public bettors, the idea of betting 180 or 190 or 200 to win 100 does not seem appealing. Okay. I was talking to my mom before the game. She said, well, what's your favorite bet? Like, and, and I, I told her, technically, my favorite bet is, at that point, it was the Rams minus like 190, 200. But as I told her, and as she agreed, you know, she didn't want to spend 20 to win 10. She wanted to do more than that. And so she even, and I used my mom as a kind of a, you know, a, a barometer here, but she wanted to bet the Bengals because, well, wait a minute. The Bengals, you bet 100 and you can win back whatever it was, 170, 160. That seems nice. Now, what we ended up doing was I uh, ended up parlaying the Colorado Avalanche with the Rams for, so it was a little bit better payout, you know. But either way, my point here is most people going up to the window or logging onto their phone or whatever, however they place their bets, saw LA Rams minus four and a half, uh, bet 110 to win 100 or whatever it was, LA Rams minus four bet 110 to win 100, or LA Rams money line, bet 200 to win 100. Most people are going to say, eh, let's take the Rams minus four. And on the other side, the average person walks up to the, uh, to the window, sees the Bengals. Okay, well, they're plus four right now. So what does that mean? That means uh, you bet 100 to win 100, and you have the, Rang- the, the Bengals who can lose by up to four points. And then you have people who say, but what is this, you know, plus 175? And the ticket writer or whoever their friends will say, oh, that means if the Bengals just win outright, you will win 175 on a $100 bet. And most people, their eyes light up when they hear that. They go, oh, I want them to win anyway. I don't want to cheer for a four-point spread. And I'm not saying everyone approaches it that way. Okay, There's many people who bet the Bengals money line, or excuse me, who bet the Bengals spread and won. A lot of people. And the fact that we had, I want to be very careful about this point. The fact that we gave out and I gave out Rams money line and I didn't like the Rams spread and the fact that the money line won and the spread would not have won does not mean that this singular decision was some great decision or I had some intuitive idea or I knew that the Rams were going to win by three but no more than three that's all crazy what happens often is people overreact to small sample size now did I win this game absolutely did it go how we had kind of planned out and predicted and in terms of the game flow and it could be a close game and that's why I like the money line and and, well it's one of the reasons I like the money line and it kind of played out like that right but to come on and say see everyone told you so we don't overreact to one game whether it's a win or a loss and I hate when people do you know sometimes I'll give out a hockey game and if the hockey game wins you know there you go well Tyler you have a, a professional you're a professional you have a show you're supposed to win but if it loses, now all of a sudden my Twitter DMs blow up. Oh, now I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's like it's one game. So the idea that that happened, I'm not about to come on here. And I'm sure there are a lot of you who's like, well, let's hear Tyler take his rounds. 
It's like, did it go kind of, you know, did we make the bet that won and avoided the bet that lost? Yes, but it's not some grand intuitive thing and we have a magic crystal ball and every game's going to go like that. It happened to be lucky that it fell into a great number. Things looked good, you know, the way we gave it out and that's the nature of how this goes. Don't overreact to small sample size whether you win or you lose. And it's harder to do what I'm doing because the natural human reaction is to say, hey, we won, let's go, I'm feeling it or whatever it is, you know, that approach worked. The approach that we have and have had for five years doing this has largely grown. As a lot of you know, I'm going back to school, things like that. It's changed, but it's always kind of stayed the course, always steadily improving, never overreacting from wins or losses. That's what's so important when evaluating these type of games, saying, where did we go right? Where did we go wrong? What can we have fixed? And what can we learn moving forward? So let's get to some prop bets now. Seven of my prop bets that I will go over. Uh, special thanks to Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Better Edge is a great place to make bets if you are new to sports betting or it's something that you're just getting into. Uh, and the reason is they don't charge a VIG. Okay, so actually, I mean, everyone I know who bets sports from professionals to seasoned veterans to brand new people could all benefit by using Better Edge because once you get rid of the VIG, you get rid of the risk, right? You're risk-free betting, aka VIG-free betting with Better Edge. But a lot of people out there have jobs, have other ways of income. You bet a little bit to have fun. And if you are one of those people, which it's about 98% of my audience, who bets to have fun, you bet you like to bet on your favorite teams, a little bit of money here or there, Better Edge is ideal because you're theoretically not going to lose in the long run. Now, some of you are going to lose and some of you are going to win like any other sports book. My point is the VIG is the only reason the sports books win long term. If everything were 50-50, then we're playing a game now where every time we flip heads, you pay me a dollar. And every time we flip tails, I give you a dollar. That's risk-free betting. That's what Better Edge allows you to do, right? Long run, you're not going to get bled out. Well, when you bet with a sports book and everything's minus 110, minus 115, that's the little edge the sports book has over over average bettors because average bettors are going to go about 50-50 lifetime. So the point here is, if you want to start having the same fun you're having now, betting the same games in just a different way with no VIG, sign up with Better Edge. It's only going to be positive. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That'll get you a free $20. And that 20 bucks is rollover free. Online, betteredge.com. Promo code SHARP. All right, so we gave out seven prop bets for the Super Bowl. Seven that we really, really liked. And we'll go over those right now. We went to four and three on those prop bets. Uh, we ended up hitting Joe Burrow. Will he be shown first in, uh, during the national anthem before Matt Stafford? Uh, we had, uh, let's just go over all the wins first. Yes, will Burrow be shown first uh, before Stafford for the anthem? Yes, will the price of Bitcoin drop during the game? A lot of American traders are watching, not trading. And historically, that one has come in. So we uh, won on the Bitcoin bet. We won on over two and a half players to attempt to pass. And <laughs> we also won on the Gatorade color which at one point last week, you could have gotten at plus 900 uh, blue for the Gatorade color. We lost with, will there be a roughing the passer penalty? Uh, there was not one. We lost with, will there be a successful two-point conversion? And unfortunately, one of my favorite ones, I'm joking when, when you figure this out, but uh, my, my other losing bet was, will Snoop Dogg or anyone else smoke on stage? I was upset. I wanted him to light up a big old blunt and Win me some money, but no smoking, unfortunately, on stage. My thoughts on the game, look, I thought that it was a very good game plan from both teams. I thought Cincy and LA came in doing 
what they needed to do to win and, you know, for some of us, more importantly, cover. Uh, L.A. threw the ball like I really thought was a possibility. Now, early in the week when we did our preview show, and this was like, you know, February 3rd, you know, a long time before the actual game, my first thought for the game was Rams are going to be conservative, run the ball, run the ball. And as the week developed, as you all know, that kind of changed. And I thought that we may see Stafford air it out a little bit because we may see Sean McVay approach this game less conservative than he did the first game. And that is what we saw. 40 pass attempts from Matt Stafford. He did have two interceptions, but Sean McVay wasn't going to let that deter him from running the offense that he thought they needed to win that game. And he didn't. And it was a really good game from Stafford. Yes, he had the two picks, but during the times they needed him the most, he played very well. And I thought the game plan to come out and throw the football, again, 40 pass attempts to 23 rush attempts, uh, proved to be a big factor. I did think, like I said, Cincinnati had had a, a good game plan. Joe Burrow throwing the football 33 times. Joe Mixon had a good game. There's not that much more they could have done. Now, we all knew the offensive line struggles coming into this game in terms of uh, what Cincinnati wanted to do and what they could do. But aside from that, which we all kind of predicted, you know, Cincinnati did have a good game plan, and you do have to give it up to uh, Joe Burrow. He played very well. Uh, I thought this was an interesting piece of news. Odell Beckham, obviously injured early. I don't remember exactly when it was, first quarter, second quarter, but it was early in the game. And he finished second on the LA Rams in receiving yards. Just thought that was interesting that once Cooper Cup left, there was no one for Stafford to really rely on. That's why Cooper Cup got MVP. He got all those targets, all those looks. And it's interesting. Connor and I had that discussion on the preview show. What about Cooper Cup MVP? We literally talked about that exact same thing. And my opinion during then, probably not the best bet ever, which you're rarely going to find good bets on those multi-way markets. But if you would have said to me, what about Cooper Cup at this price? If Odell gets hurt in the first quarter, well, now you've got a different uh, game on your hands. Odell finishing second on the LA Rams receiving yards after only three catches. Uh, And then finally, the Rams D-line were eventually just too much. And I thought that that may have been the case like every other person who's watched a minute of football in their life. I mean, that's the one thing I got sick of hearing. Oh, LSD line, LSD line, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, they're going to get to the quarterback. It's going to be a long day. And while that was the easy thing to say, that's really what ended up driving a lot of that game. So that ended up being certainly the case. According to Pro Football Focus, the overall highest rated player of the game, I'll give you a couple seconds to guess, highest rated player in the game was Von Miller. And you may not have thought so because Vaughn didn't... I think he had one, maybe... Did he have two sacks? I'm not sure. I know he had at least one. And Aaron Donald kind of stole the show, right? He, he stole the spotlight. But according to Pro Football Focus, who looks at every play, individual of a player for uh, performance, said Vaughn Miller had the best day on both sides of the football. The highest rated offensive player, big guess, uh, or uh, big surprise, Cooper Cup finished first. Uh, top three offense, actually, all Rams. Cooper Cup, number one. Andrew Whitworth, left tackle, number two. And Matthew Stafford, number three. So, general, uh, thought it was a very good Super Bowl. So much fun. Uh, four and three in the prop bets. Ended up hitting the Rams in the money line. I hope whatever you had, you had a nice weekend. And we're back to normal, you know, the normal schedule now. So, it was so much NFL for like two weeks. Coming up later this week. Well, actually, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think we have planned for tomorrow's show. We're going to do some futures talk for the NFL. So we'll wrap everything up then and then get back to the good old normal sake or a sake, soccer, hockey, basketball. Can you imagine if they had a sake playing that on ice? What would, would sake be soccer on ice or hockey on grass? 
give you a little bit to, to think of over the next night. So, all right, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sports Betting Daily.